Hello, kitties. It's me, your Hive Keeper, John. And with me, as always, is that creepiest of crawlies, Grim. And this is Awesome Spooky Month from our calendar. Our ever library of everything, one hour at a time. Awesome Spooky Month has cast a spell Whoa. on the archive, yeah. as it does every October. And That's so right. we are spending the month talking about exclusively spooky exclusively. topics. We previously covered the Halloween movie franchise. Yeah. And now we're we're getting a little broader yeah. and uh, potentially um, traveling down uh, many different roads Oh, right. And covering a topic uh, that we will probably end up uh, messing up <laughs> gloriously. <laughs> yeah. So I should probably just, like, apologize right now for um, for any mangling that yes. we do of yeah. the topic yeah. that is... We, we should say this at the head of every episode, but we are not experts. Yes. Anything. Anything. Let alone the topics we select. Yeah, to in fact, about. we tend to pick topics that we <laughs> know as little about as possible. Yeah. Uh, and well, I don't think that we're quite there with this one, um, given that it is such a uh, uh, deep and yeah. nuanced uh, subject. Yeah. I think we will do our best to uh, assume the role of a an uninformed yeah, observer, yeah. I guess. Perfect. Um, because we're talking about witches. Witches. Hee hee ha. That's how witch laughs. That's very, very true. <laughs> I think I teased everyone with, in the percolator with a witch laugh, and and you delivered and on that delivered promise. On it. <laughs> uh, now. Oh, you go ahead. I was yeah. going to say, now, when you say witch, I have a very clear picture in my head. Witch. Whoa. It's just, there it was. It, you know, seared into my brain. I'm, I'm imagining a, a sort of hunched woman uh, with, like, like broomstick black hair, and and she's got a, you know, pointy nose. nose. And a big wart on the nose. Oh, yeah, definitely a wart. And she's like cackling and looks evil. She might she might even have green skin. Probably does. She have a pointy hat. She has a pointy black hat and a sort of a smock, a black like frock type thing. Yeah. That she's wearing. She's got a broomstick that she flies on and may or may not be, you know, stirring a potion Ooh, in a cauldron, a cauldron or or petting a cat. <laughs> Or releasing a flying monkey. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think what you just described is kind of the the most common depiction of a witch, certainly for the purposes of, uh, like, Halloween season. Yeah. The classic uh, witch costume, mostly right, consisting right. of a big black 
tarp yeah. and a pointy hat yeah. and maybe some green makeup or mm-hmm. a mask. Yeah. yeah. Which I think, um, <clears throat> and I'm just sort of coming to this realization now, I guess we really owe the Wizard of Oz for kind of cementing that image of the witch. I was going to say, that, is that where it came from? <clears throat> You think? I think so. I mean, I can't. Um, I haven't like done a lot of research on how that iconography came to be, but it's that seems to make sense. Yeah, that that's the first incarnation that that really matches it. That where right. it, it lines up almost exactly with that. Um, but then, like, there are some other elements to it, like the cat. You know, the cat, um, the black um, cat, and uh, uh, other things that may have precedent elsewhere. But that that image that you described, mm. I think, really takes root in uh, The Wizard of Oz, which I guess is really uh, culturally um, one of the big uh, touch points of the evolution of witchery in the public public consciousness. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, (laughs) what people forget is she's not the only witch. Yeah, it's a whole world of witches. Well, and and we, we meet... Glinda the Good Witch, and and why didn't Glinda become our template for what a witch looks like? Probably because she seemed like she was a little bit high most of the time. Yeah. So she was like an unreliable um, uh, (laughs) (laughs) figure. Uh, She would show up in a bubble. Yeah, she would. And is that, do you think, in the world of... The Wizard of Oz, primarily that movie. And we look, we've got that movie, and we've got the Sam Raimi, uh, re- well, not Return to Oz. What was oh, it? what was Mr. this called? Wonderful Wizard, or <laughs> <laughs> the wonderful, wonderful world, world of, of the Oz Wizard, or something? Yeah, yeah something like yeah. that. The Great and Powerful Oz is that what it was? Maybe called? that was it. Yeah, that was supposed to start a franchise, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, it had a really cool opening, I think, that had this, it was so, it weirdly felt like the old, like old movie making. Mm-hmm. And then it, uh, <laughs> it, it and then there was other stuff that and I can't even remember. <laughs> but anyway, it continues the, the bubble thing where, where they can make these. Oh, as their mechanism for. Advance. Yeah. Do you think that, that the Wicked Witch of the West East. East could make those bubbles too? Or is that like a good witch Wait, power? No, it was the West. The East was her sister, the Killed. one who died at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. 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 Do I think that she could... Sister. <laughs> do I think that she could summon... Well, is that a good witch power? Do um, you think? Or can any witch do it? And she's just like, that's dumb. That's for good witches. And you look dumb in a bubble. <laughs> and I fly on a broom. That looks cool. That might be it. Yeah, maybe the good witches travel via bubble and the bad witches via brooms. Yeah. That makes sense. There is an interesting thing I found out uh, about uh, that's sort of related to the Wizard of Oz, mm-hmm. and this is maybe a good uh, conduit for talking about the history, the history, history, history of, of witches. 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 <laughs> So there was a book published in 1893 that was written by a woman named Matilda Justin Gage, I believe was her name. And it was called Woman, Church, and State. And it was sort of a response to 
the literature and cultural understanding of witches that had preceded it. And the reason that I think it's really interesting, it's sort of the first time uh, where, I guess, witches were framed in a positive light. Oh. Because prior to that, um, witches were more or less defined by, like, church doctrine or um, uh, public proclamation. Yeah against them, that it was, you know, uh, a, a deviant uh, um, identity. Yeah. Um, or the practice of witchcraft right. was a, sort of a, a, an abomination. Yeah. yeah. Not to be um, championed in any way. No. But with this book, that um, perspective changes because it, it sort of casts that effort, the sort of puritanical... Um, uh, criticism of witchcraft as a sort of misogynistic means of control Whoa. by the by the state and the church you know over women essentially wow who's the writer tell me again matilda Justin gage right. and here's where this gets interesting she was the mother-in-law of l frank Baum, Whoa. who created the Wizard of Oz saga and the I, the good witch, good wi- bad witch hey, dynamic. All right. Yeah. So that's like based in reality. That's cool. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. Oh. Uh, but going back, uh, so pre- preceding her work, um, uh, the first instances that I could find of a, a documentation of witches and witchcraft is this book called The Canon Episcopal. Episcopy. Okay. And that's from the ninth century. And it's uh, the first noted introduction that I could find of certain aspects of witchcraft or that we've continued to associate with them, like the ability to fly, uh, for example, or the casting of spells. Um, And then a couple hundred years later, there's another book that's written called the Melis Maleficarum. Oh, I've heard of this. Which book. is that's a much better name. Oh, uh, way a more fun to great say. Great name. Do you know what it translates to? Say it again. Malice Maleficarum. I'm gonna say like bad. And you got Maleficarum, and, and I'm I'm hearing in there. I'm hearing Malefica. <laughs> Ma- Maleficent. Oh yeah, she's a witch of sorts. Of sorts. So I'm gonna say bad witch. That's pretty good. That's a, that's a, it's very close. I guess the, the uh, common translation of it is Hammer of Witches. Whoa, is that what a group of witches is called? I wish. I thought that, I guess that's Coven. Yeah, yeah. A Hammer of, a witches. Hammer of witches. That's way better than Coven. Uh, not if you're a witch, because the Hammer of Witches book is all about how to, uh, how to thwart oh. uh, witches. And it was written by this guy, uh, Heinrich Kramer. Oh, get out of here, Heinrich. Yeah, Heinrich, what a jerk. Um, Good title, though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, I guess he he got really into this idea of uh, witchcraft as a way of explaining... Uh, the behavior of people <laughs> explaining why women wouldn't date him. <laughs> I mean, that's really what it comes right. down to. He's like, I don't really like the way you're behaving. It must be witchcraft, <laughs> yeah. which is going to become a pattern later right, on that we learn. Right. But so uh, I guess he, he attempts to levy criminal charges against people oh. on the basis of witchcraft for the first time. This is uh, 1484. Can you? Imagine living in that time when, like, everyone's a dumb fuck. <laughs> you mean like now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. 
Never mind. I can picture it yeah. <laughs> quite starkly. Uh, She's a witch. Oh, you're under arrest. <laughs> if he says so, I mean, <laughs> it makes sense. Do you have any proof? No. Right. Well, don't so, have any proof to the contrary either. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't prove that she's not a witch, can you? <laughs> the interesting thing is the the charges were dropped. Um, uh-huh. I guess like it, it it didn't work. Yeah, he Maybe tried to people prosecute like him. That's like, probably none what of it was. us like you. Like yeah. the governor like, was like um, Heinrich. Could you just keep this to yourself? <laughs> You're had, really making me look bad. They had a meeting and they're like, "All right, I'm all for." Arresting women. <laughs> here, here, everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I really don't want to put a feather in Heinrich's, Heinrich's cap. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. So this time we're not going to arrest the. We'll find another reason to arrest this woman. Yeah. We we will Later. work around to it. Yeah. We'll find a way, but just not. We'll keep her locked the, up in the meantime. Yeah, absolutely. You know, she's probably a danger <laughs> to everybody. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah. We, we just don't want to encourage yeah. Heinrich. <laughs> But it's a great title to his book. I think we yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wonderful. Sure. Great title. <laughs> Run with it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what he does. Yeah. He gets expelled from his city. And Whoa. then seemingly as a means of like justifying his claims, he writes yeah, this book. he writes the book. He's like, look, here, it's written yeah, down look, in I, this book. Look at this. Everything I'm saying is true. There's some precedent for Read it. Read this. In this yeah, book. You wrote that. <laughs> oh, but it's here. But it's there. It's written. Look. Yeah. I can't read. I mean, that's what most people would say <laughs> to him. We are commoners. We're we idiots. <laughs> the only one who can read is that lady we just locked up. <laughs> and she's a witch because she can read. Uh, so, like, that's um, that's really the, the, the big... Uh, landmark uh related to yeah. uh witchcraft in the middle ages and it kind of continues um along those lines with the church just sort of looking at this as a um the, the it's it's kind of weird because they the the party line on witchcraft from the church throughout the the middle ages is that it exists yeah. it is a valid threat it's something to be punished and, yeah. and put down but also most people are just faking it. Oh, like they're not yeah. really witches. They yeah. just claim to be witches, but yeah. that's bad too. So kill them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then that um, perspective catches up with the modern world in 16th, 15th century, 17th century. Yeah. Yeah. 17th century uh, Massachusetts Aha. in a village Called oh. Salem. Okay. Where's Adam? Where is he? Because <laughs> he's got... Yeah, he's got all this insight, right? Right. He's He recently... He just he recently. in this world. Yes. Em, 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 embroiled in this world of the crucible. He he took it on. He, he took yeah, on he the took persona on of people who lived yeah. through this. Adam, go. He he is still reeling from the news about James. Gunn. Oh man! Well, I'm sorry to put you on the spot. We'll try to do our best to yeah uh, to compensate for yeah. your state. Uh, Based uh, on true events, the Crucible, the Crucible, is what we're talking about, which Adam just uh, performed in yeah. recently, right? That's yeah. right, isn't it? Yeah, the Crucible, and, uh, and where uh, a th- 
like there's this rash of witch ac- accusations. Yeah. An outbreak. Yeah. yeah. Hysteria sweeps through uh, the town, town of Salem, Salem which we... is actually two towns, come to find out. Oh, okay. Well, it's Salem Village and Salem Town. Okay. And we can assume that this was a, a case of some dude tried to rape a woman or something and, or just had advances. Or... Uh, that might be the foundation of the book or the uh, uh, okay. play. Yeah. But the, the, the story of the witch trials, well, I guess the, the outbreak sort of happens when um, these two little girls uh, start having fits. Weird, oh, right. weird behaviors. Yeah. And they basically blame other people for it. They say, "Oh, we were we were bewitched oh, that's by right. that's right, yeah, these girls, yeah. including um, I believe it was the um, servant at their house, yeah, who uh, her name was Tituba, okay, and she's of I, I think it her origin, her um, uh, ancestry is not really known for sure, but it's believed that she's of like Caribbean um, yeah. descent." Um, so she, but she apparently had all these, um, strange religious, um, uh, practices that she would do sort of to entertain the little girls Uh and, um, something happened and, you know, they got, they got something stuck in their craw and they decided we're going to, um, pick on these, uh, ladies. Was it, what, I feel like I read that the fits are even under question. Yeah. Well, there's, yeah. True. It, like, like whether they were real or not. The motivations here uh, run really deep. Mm-hmm. And to really, to kind of um, get a better grasp on what might have motivated all of this, you actually have to go back like 40 or 50 years um, with a lot of, uh, there's a lot of political uh, stuff going on in that region. This is like uh, Massachusetts Bay Area. Um, and I guess... There were there were a lot of wars going on with uh, Native Americans at the time, fighting against these uh, colonial uh, groups. Right, and many of the colonial um, settlers were sort of driven out of the areas that they had originally landed in. So up and down the coast, you've got all these different parties of people <laughs> coming over from Europe yeah. and bringing their dumb practices with them, and uh, <laughs> they get here. And then the Native Americans say, ah, no, actually, we don't really necessarily want you taking our land, so we're going to drive you out of here. Yeah, yeah. So these disparate groups with disparate beliefs, um, but all believing that they're, like, entitled, um, right. start descending on this one county in Massachusetts. And suddenly you have all of this uh, bad blood and people feuding over property rights and their, their own religious beliefs versus another group's religious beliefs. Yeah. And this like breaks down to literally like neighbors fighting with each other, you know, uh, complaining with each other. And uh, if you dive deep into some of the families that are involved with these accusations that later come about through the witch trials, you start to see a pattern of Mm. um, vengeance. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Perhaps um, so, but nobody really knows. Like, if the the physical manifestations, if these fits that sort of set all this off, if they were real, right? If they were the result of some kind of um, influence, yeah. you know, from from people, or uh, if they were um, just physiological, yeah, like yeah. They, they could have been a, a natural, you know, yeah. a, a function of their, their physiology. Right. It could have been what they were eating. Yeah. There are a lot of stuff that, that could be a play there, but the outcome of it is that suddenly 
people in waves are getting accused of being witches right. and um, not really getting a fair shake. Yeah. Um, and the first wave of them in particular, um, it's interesting that you had like Tichuba, who is um, not physically like many of the surrounding settlers. Right. She's like very obviously different. Yeah. Um, so sort of an outcast at that. There um, was a uh, kind of a... Um, I guess a homeless uh, vagrant mm-hmm. among the group. Um, so another outsider. The The one common theme that starts to show up in all these early accusations is that these people were all outsiders or outcasts, right. not necessarily welcome in the Salem township. Yeah. Um, but this keeps going for months and months with um, the initially the, the first wave of people they're They're, pretty much assumed to be witches and whether um, by their own admission naturally or because of some coercion, uh, a lot of these people confess to being witches uh-huh. and are executed, hanged. Uh, what, what do you suppose the incentive for confessing was? Like a, a quicker death? I guess, yeah. A- avoiding torture? Yeah. Maybe? Uh Ugh. And it is interesting that one the one male who was accused during that uh, phase. This I, I loved this story when I was growing up and first learning about this. This guy named Giles Corey. Uh huh. Oh, I think so. His about this guy. his wife gets accused. Yeah. Um, I think oh. in like <laughs> I do March this. of sixteen ninety two. Yeah. I think she gets accused of witchcraft and um, she pleads guilty. Yeah. And then uh, somebody else later names him Mm -hmm. says, Oh, he's a witch too. And it's interesting that this guy, Giles Corey and his wife have all kinds of disputes with the neighbors. Um, he's not a nice person. Like he's, he's sort of hated in the, in the community. Uh, so he gets accused of being a witch and they ask him to plea, you know, what's, what's your plea guilty or not guilty. And he refuses. Yeah. And so they try it again and he again refuses. So they, in order to address this, they, Use this practice yeah. um, of trying to force a a, a plea out of him. Yeah. They lay him down, yeah. strip him naked, place a board over him, right. and then start uh, incrementally stacking Rocks. giant stones yeah, on yeah, top yeah, of yeah, him. Yeah. yeah, and this happens for days, according yeah. to some reports. It goes on for days, and he just keeps saying, "More weight, yes, more weight, yes." Yeah, and eventually he dies. Right. Never, never enters a plea. Just like dies from the. From the pressure, yeah. yeah, he gets crushed to death. Oh my gosh, insane! The the ultimate middle finger, though, right? Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Like he's just <laughs> just yelling more weight. Yeah. He know? he doesn't even like ask for them to stop. Oh, he just keeps yeah, telling them, just intense. keep piling it on. Yeah. yeah. Gosh. So I I think, I think there's somewhere... some pretty great old old illustrations of that too. Oh yeah. We will uh, throw some of those in the show notes. I'll also see if I can find, uh, there's a great, so I've been to Salem. I visited Salem like 15 years ago Mm -hmm. and I went to a bunch of like the, the witch attractions there. The whole town is like basically built on their infamy as the location of this, uh, incident. And, uh, you can see the various, um, timeline points Mm -hmm. depicted, in these different museums in different ways. But yeah. my favorite one that related to Giles Corey, I think was at the Salem witch house. Uh-huh. And they have, when you go to the Salem witch house, you go into the center of a room 
and around the perimeter up on the second floor are all of these dioramas depicting yes. these scenes and the lights will shine on the appropriate ones as you go through the story and you get to the Giles Corey one and out of a speaker somewhere you just hear this wait <laughs> <laughs> In my mind, I picture like it's like Hugh Jackman's Wolverine, you know, like getting rocks put. It's just like more yeah, weight, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, no, this is an eighty-year-old yeah. farmer <laughs> who gets crushed to death. More weight. Also, incredible that this guy was eighty years old yeah. in sixteen ninety-two. Yeah, Maybe no, he was a witch. <laughs> what, what, what a waste! This guy lives to eighty. You know, that's a mod at that time a modern marvel. Yeah, oh, yeah. And they're like, let's just kill him. <laughs> Maybe that's why they killed him. Yeah. They're like, this guy, he's been around too long. Yeah. Well, he's eaten yeah. up our Social Security benefits. Yeah. And he's... <laughs> and he doesn't care. He's 80. Yeah. He's lived a good life. He probably wants to die at that point. Yeah. This place sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so the Salem Witch uh, thing eventually the accusations just keep getting more absurd and there's no evidence, obviously. So it all starts to fall apart. Um, And then eventually like 300 years later, everybody who was accused and murdered was exonerated uh, publicly by the, by the Salem mayor or whoever. Jesus. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Great. (laughs) Oh, Oh, there was other, one other thing about that, that I I read about that I thought was interesting. Um, Part of the evaluation for like determining if somebody was a witch involved the creation of a witch cake. Ooh. This is the first time I'd ever heard of this. Witch cakes. A witch cake is made up of rye meal, like cornmeal, yeah. but it's you no know, rye, um, and the urine of the accused. Ew. You make this cake and you feed it to a dog. And if the person accused suffers injuries when the dog eats the cake, then that person is a witch. I'm sure that this revealed many a witch. Yeah, it, it was a fit, foolproof. <laughs> I just marvel at, like, someone came up with that. Yeah. And, and, and people were like, oh, okay. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah, why not? And then I think like in the uh, like late 60s, 70s, uh, our take on uh, witches starts to evolve. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. it becomes more, a little bit more like aligned as a credible religion. Um, oh, I see what you mean, yeah. Not, I thought you were going in a, in a pop culture route. But. Well, it definitely did change in that regard, yeah, in all too. in all ways, it it evolves, right? Yeah, um, but yeah, as it as a religion, as a as a uh, spiritual, um, yeah, an path. earnest practice, yeah. yeah, and that's where it even gets like even harder to like try to uh, summarize or yeah. provide a, a an overview because there's so many different nuances to it. In your research, mm-hmm. did you? 
come across or look into, you know, Wiccan type stuff, which which I assume is an offshoot of witchcraft. Well, yeah, as as far as I can understand it, it like what happens is uh, there was a guy named Gerald Gardner who wrote kind of a, a modern treatise on witchcraft in the fifties, mm-hmm. and it was it sort of does away with the um, the uh, associations that the church had made right. about the the sort of demonic elements and brings it back to a more like earth based right like nature kind of, yeah druidic yeah, uh, yeah, yeah rituals and things right. that were yeah so it's still kind of a polytheistic yeah um, expression but it's less about it's less um, directly opposed to what the church is saying it's just this is our own thing yeah. over here based on these European folklore. Uh, so th- that kind of starts the the um, uh, practicing evolution, yeah. and where you have people coming forward and self-identifying as Wiccans or yeah. pagans. Uh, yeah. Um, well, and, and I don't want to out anybody, mm-hmm. but I do know a listener who may have got involved in some Wiccan behaviors in their teenage years. Why isn't this person a guest? Well, uh, this person might be otherwise indisposed (laughs) while we're doing this, but, you know, maybe they can give us some insight in the comments. Chime in, yeah. I'm not going to out anybody. (laughs) He's talking about me. (laughs) (laughs) No, I did, uh, I actually took a class on paganism and Wicca in in college? college. Yeah. And I regret, like, it was cool. It was like an anthropological yeah. class. Um, but uh, one of the aspects that I didn't know about prior to that class that I guess is somewhat common, and somebody can correct me if I'm wrong about this, but um, I guess the cycles of the moon, mm-hmm. the lunar calendar, uh, has a big impact on a lot of different um, sects of mm. uh, Wicca or paganism. Oh, cool. And so the like the equinoxes um, are like big the the four big yeah, pillars of yeah, the yeah, calendar, yeah. and then you know you can this isn't really uncommon knowledge now, but you can look at the the annual calendar that we have or, or our holiday calendar, particularly like the Christian calendar, yeah. and you can sort of see where they've grafted on right, right. their own holidays, the, the pagan holidays around the same time as the the moon yeah. oriented ones as a sort of way to like. Get out of here, paganism. Yeah, yeah. Like we got Look, we we've got holidays on these days. Come on actually. over and hang out with us. We've got holidays too. <laughs> yeah. And they're they're just like the ones yeah, you're practicing, yeah. except they're all about Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh but the so there was in, in that class, um we got to a, attend a uh celebration of Beltane, uh, which is I think the the spring equinox uh-huh. celebration. But for some reason I didn't go. Oh wow! You and it's like the go. one one of the few things I regret in my life about I'm gonna not assume partaking in it. If you had gone, there would have been a lot of nudity <laughs> that you would have experienced, and a lot of all consensual, <laughs> all, a lot of consensual touching, and <laughs> exciting moments. Man, I wish you would have told this to like twenty <laughs> year old me. <laughs> I just I thought mean, it was going to be like a, uh, a bunch of people sitting around. Well, they're, they are. Yeah. They're naked. 
yeah, but I, I would love to hear from creepers if anybody who either is uh, practicing yeah. Wiccan or or knows, um, or knows one. Yeah, because I think it is, it's like a fairly common yeah. um, facet of our culture. But yeah, I think the where we probably have a little bit more expertise is in how <laughs> witches have been depicted in pop culture. Maybe. Especially in the last uh, 20 or 30 yeah, years. Yeah, that might be where our wheelhouse is in yeah. this regard. <laughs> I was thinking about it, too. Like, So we sort of started off talking about the, the classic depiction of a witch and yeah. how that's related to um, The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Um, that kind of came full circle recently with the popularity of uh, Wicked, the musical oh, right. based on the book that yeah. is kind of the backstory of those witches. Right. Um, which I feel like the great and powerful Oz may have taken some inspiration from as well. Oh, some elements from that. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Um, and I do know a listener of ours who has read many of those books, the wicked series. Mm. They were books before they were, Mm -hmm. um, hit Broadway smash. (laughs) (laughs) I think I've read the first one. But I don't really it's a remember cool, it. I think it's a really cool um, premise, yeah. you know, to tell that story from the 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 wicked witch's perspective, and then, from what I understand, it kind of expands on the pathology of everything, and and you sort of you also learn about like the cowardly lion and other you know characters mm-hmm. within, and 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 you know, when I was in uh, elementary school, we read. The Wizard of Oz, which is a trippy book, like it's a yeah. The 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 movie is very different. I mean, it pulls the main elements out, but there's a lot happening in the book that is just weird and 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 really cool too. And so um, I don't know. Maybe I sh- should take a look at those. Uh, is it Gregory Maguire? Yeah, I think so. Books. Um, they're I, dense. They're like there's a lot going yeah, on. There. Yeah. Huh. Have you ever seen Wicked the musical? I haven't. Have you? Uh, yeah, I've seen it once, maybe twice. You saw it live? I saw it live. Where? At the Fabulous Fox Theater. Here in St. Louis? Here in the great city of St. Louis. And was it was it being performed by the deliciously <laughs> something Adele Dazeen? Do you know what I'm referencing <laughs> there? When um, uh, Travolta... The, oh, no, sorry. The wickedly talented... <laughs> Adele Dazeen. I forgot all about that. I'm so sorry for John Travolta. Oh, man. Poor guy. Yeah, what a... What a terrible moment uh, for everybody. No, what's her real name? Uh, Indina Mazel. Indina... Indina Mazel. <laughs> Mazel? Hold on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think she, like, got her big... I think she was made big by Rent. Oh, is that where she started? Maybe. And then, like, really, like, you know, made this role sing, if you'll excuse the pun. Ha! In Wicked. And then, I believe, went on to voice Elsa in Frozen. Which, yeah, makes perfect sense uh, when you consider that uh, Frozen is basically kind of a ripoff of Wicked uh, from a musical perspective. Mm. I mean, at least... uh, there are, there are definitely uh, parallels there with um, the character of mm. Elsa 
and um, the character. What is the Wicked the Witch's name? Elphaba. Yeah. Elpha, Elphaba and Elsa. And then in uh, Wicked, the sort of signature song, yeah. uh, Defying Gravity, is all about her, you know, just embracing her yeah. nature as an outcast and saying, I'm just going to do whatever yeah. I want. I'm going to break all your rules and, and yeah. you know, do my own thing, which is essentially what the the basis Let of Let It Go is. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, not... Not exactly. Um, I already a subtle. Didn't like Frozen. <laughs> now I didn't like it even more. I think that was probably my biggest problem with Frozen yeah. in the the first time I watched it, and I didn't even know that that was Indina Menzel. Um, mm. I I, I just, think it is. It is. Yeah. I, at the time, though, I yeah. didn't even notice it. I, but hearing that song, it was so blatantly influenced yeah. by Defying Gravity. Uh. That kind of took a lot of the weight away from what Frozen was trying to do. Not to say that it's a bad movie, just saying it it's didn't, a bad movie. It didn't necessarily work for me, and that's part of the reason why. Oh, that's why. fair, yeah. It didn't work for me either. Something has changed within me Something is not the same I'm through with playing by the rules of someone else's game Too late for second guessing to go back to sleep it's time to trust my instincts close my eyes and leap it's time to try to find gravity I think I'll try to find gravity and you can pull me There's a very, I don't think people consider this a witch type property, but there is one major one that's to this day is still, I think, uh, running strong. And that would be the world of Harry Potter. Yeah. That's totally a witch thing. Witchcraft and wizardry. Yeah. Now they're saying, and they're in that world, you know, a wizard and a witch are the same thing, gender. Agnostic, yeah. Well, but if you're a, wo- a woman, you're a witch. If you're a man, you're a wizard. Oh, is that how it's laid out? That's I the, thought they were just like, I thought everybody was just a wizard. Or a witch. Yeah, you could be a male witch, you could be a male wizard. You know, I'd be interested to see if anyone, if they ever refer to a male as a witch yeah. in there, or a female as a wizard. I think they do do Females, wizard. Yeah. But uh, but I think people sort of put that more in the wizard camp. Yeah, yeah. Even um, though it's same principles apply, basically. Yeah, They're doing yeah. magic. Yeah. Yeah. They're flying. Yeah. They got brooms. They've got brooms, exactly. Yeah. That's They're a very witches. good point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. They're witches, you guys. Yeah, come on. Quit calling them wizards. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of other... Um, pop culture witches uh, that are, you know, present in my kind of mental model of witches. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did have some, and now, right now, the only thing I can think of is that awful movie where there's that rap fight. Uh, it's Oh, Teen Witch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Top that. 
Yeah, top that. <laughs> and I, I didn't actually want to bring it up because I, I, man, do I hate that. Uh, <laughs> the rap part. To watch that thing is is so, it hurts to watch it. <laughs> it so we'll put painful. the link in the show notes. <laughs> yes, or, we will. But it's just this, like, I guess the, the, the premise from what I've gleaned from this scene only of Teen Witch is that she's learning to be a witch, right? Yeah. She yeah she, she like discovers this, she turns sixteen or something yeah, and she discovers yeah, she has these powers or whatever she has a little necklace I think that mm-hmm. kind of is her conduit for her abilities yeah and in this scene she's kind of she and her friend her dorky friend are are walking their bikes down the street and in the distance they see <laughs> the the thing is like it's one of those group one of those situations in the eighties or nineties. I think it was 89. Okay, right, 88 on, or 89. right on the yeah. edge. Yeah, so uh, indistinguishable enough to be to make no difference in terms <laughs> of the, the year. Um, where it's one of those situations where you're presented with characters that are supposed to be cool. Yeah. And the movie believes they're cool, and the characters believe it, but you know they're not. <laughs> And and there and then unless you, you know like if you're if you're watching this movie as like a four year old like <laughs> maybe maybe you genuinely think that yeah, okay yeah. this is cool yeah and the, so these guys are rapping they come upon these three cool guys who are just rapping at each well actually one of them's rapping yeah but they're they're all three like kind of jamming out to their boombox and it's right? such a like <laughs> right now I'm I'm mimicking the, sort of the the rhythm. At which they're dancing, and it's so painful, <laughs> right? Yeah, it, it's uh, and the guy is rapping like this, grotesquely emphatic. To top that, right? It's awful. It is. It is a battle of uh, <laughs> sexual posturing. Is essentially <laughs> what it is conveyed via rap, and I think the dorky girl sort of swoons. Yeah. But it's like, you know, I've, I've got nothing. These guys are going to have zero interest in me, the dorky girl. Yeah. In fact, I think they, they like might even try to like <laughs> use her as fodder for like yeah. making fun of her. And then the teen, witch whispers into her little necklace and this spell comes over the dorky girl and she starts moving in this, <laughs> you know, stilted, like, choppy way towards them, like, and she starts going, bit 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 top that. And then, and then they have this, they square off, her and the, and the, and the cool it's, guy. Oh, my gosh. It's very much like um, the chipmunk adventure when yeah, uh, but, Alvin and <laughs> uh, Brittany yes, have their yes. musical. But that's a great scene. Oh, that's an amazing movie. Yeah, yeah. The amazing movie, and, and that's the best scene in it. Yeah, yeah. So imagine the polar. Imagine that scene, and it doesn't work. But terrible, yeah. yeah. And, and it, live action, yeah. And it makes you want to vomit. <laughs> I just, yeah. And I can't tear my eyes away from it when I'm seeing it. You know, I'll I mean, probably I, watch it tonight. <laughs> I watched that movie a ton as a kid. Yeah, I think it was it was on HBO a lot, and then later it was on uh, Disney Channel. Yeah, but that movie really should get more credit because it was really prescient. Yeah. Like coming off of that movie, suddenly uh, 
teenage girl witches yeah. are like a huge recurring yeah. theme throughout like the nineties yeah, yeah. with like Sabrina yep. and um Willow on uh Buffy. Buffy yeah. Um and uh Charmed. Yep, um, Charmed. And the craft. The craft I was gonna say. That's yeah. a big one. Which I I I remember seeing that like once and yeah. I, I barely remember anything from it, but a lot of people swear by it. Yeah, I was going to say that's one of those movies where it's, it's followers are, are very dedicated yeah. to it, you know? And, and I also saw it once. Um, and, and I think at the time I was, it was in that part of my life where I was like, well, I, there are movies I'm supposed to like. Yeah. And so I liked this movie. Um, but I didn't, I didn't dislike it. I just didn't connect with it at all. Yeah. At the time. And, but I needed to like exemplify <laughs> myself. <you know>? <laughs> <laughs> this is around the same time that I'm watching like Casablanca or sure. you know, just like making sure people know. Yeah. I watched the good I movies. I am. Yeah. Yeah. A, a well-read <laughs> fan of like, I remember I watched bottle rocket. Oh yeah. Because you know, I had people had to know that I'm, <laughs> Filmically adept. <laughs> I know the good movies, and that's a very good movie, I would tell people. Did you believe that at the time? No, I thought it was very boring. <laughs> but I sat through but you it. you had to say that it was good. Yeah, I wonder how many movies... I mean, I watched so many movies that I was just... I forced myself through think, thinking, I've got to like this. Yeah. People are going to expect me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have an, a reputation. Yeah. And... and, and not once was that ever. <laughs> were you ever like tested on yeah, that? Yeah, and, and not to say that people were like, "Oh yeah, no, we believe you." It was just no one cared. Yeah, no one. Ever there was no required. one I was interacting with. Maybe when I was working at Star Video oh, and okay, talking yeah. to other people who worked there, maybe then, yeah, would I need to have some sort of like lexicon around these movies? But yeah, I mean, I I feel like that. Uh, there have been maybe a handful of times where people have made references to things and I was, you know, able to get the joke just because I had seen, you know, yeah. the, I had forced myself right, to watch right. the movie. I mean, I think Clerks is like that. Yeah. I, everybody, you know, talked about Clerks when it first came out yeah. and I was just like not interested in seeing it, but everybody <laughs> yeah. was talking about it. So I guess I, I figured like I yeah. had to watch it. And then, you know, later, who knew it was going to become you know, the basis of a whole, right. you know, phenomenon or whatever. But that's the only thing I can say in its, you know, favor is that I've been able to get jokes <laughs> when people make reference to Glurks because I saw it. I forced myself to sit through it. <laughs> anyway. Um, you mentioned Sabrina. And so... Yeah. Uh, being reborn. Originates in the Archie comics. Is that mm-hmm. right? And eventually depicted by Melissa Joan Hart. In a pretty popular television show. Yes. Yeah, it it uh, ran for a while. Right. Five seasons, maybe, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And now, as you said, coming back in the form of a Netflix show. A new incarnation. This one's based on a comic series called The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. So oh, it's a cool. little... More modern, right? A little more modern, a little darker. Yeah. Not quite as cheeky, I think. But still, it seems to have a bit of a sense of humor about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, which I'm really pumped about. And this is... Now, set the record straight here. Is it part of the Archieverse from the CW? It, and I want... I it don't is, want you... No, now, hang on. Now, hang on. 
I don't want to hear anything about, well, it's the same people who make Archie. And I right. don't want to, or I don't want to hear like, well, this town is mentioned in the show Archie. I want to know, is it, you know, are, is Archie going to show up? Is Jughead going to show up? Are we going to crossover? Is it, have the creator said, yes, this is absolutely part of our overarching world, you know, perhaps never shall the two meet, but yes, that town we've referenced in Archie, that is this town, and those are the things happening in this town. Tell me right now, is that the case? No. No one has said. No one has confirmed. No one has confirmed nor denied. So we don't know. We don't know. Stylistically, the two are of the same... Family. Yes. But no one knows for sure yet if they are, in fact, connected. I was, I was like, certain when I first heard about this project, I was certain that we were going to get a Sabrina appearance yeah. in season two of Riverdale, and right. I was so excited. And season two really needed something good <laughs> to happen in it for a long stretch. Uh-huh. Uh, but now I'm starting to think, like, just looking ahead at what I've seen of season three of Riverdale, it looks like there are some cultish elements that okay. are going to come so into play. So it could be. There could be a crossover there. Yeah. Or at least a, a direct invocation one way or the other. Yeah. But either way, I think the Sabrina series, the new Sabrina series, looks fantastic. Yeah. It looks gorgeous. And tonally, it looks it, it seems perfect. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited about it. I'm less excited about a new incarnation of another uh, semi-classic pop culture witch uh, uh, premise, uh-huh. and that's the Suspiria remake that is coming oh, out right. this yeah, month. Oh, right. Yeah, I've been seeing... I've sort of uh, ignored it for the most part. I I it's largely have to. I did watch the trailer for I, it. I've but. not seen Suspiria. Suspiria. Hmm. Um. It's a movie I would have forced myself to watch. It's one <laughs> of those. everybody was talking about right? it. Yeah. If I, but it didn't ever come across my radar at the time, so it's not something that I, yeah. I saw. Um, and, but, I, but from what I've gleaned from you, from others, is it's held in high regard, Suspiria. Um, and it seemed to me to be a movie you just you wouldn't remake. Yeah. It, or... It, I mean, and I, and I look, I have, I, my new philosophy on movies is, yeah, make whatever. I don't care. Sure. Do it. But I still can say, you know, uh, why would, why? Yeah. I guess the reason why I would question it is not so much that it's, um, it's not like the, the, the movie is so perfect that it should never be touched, you know, that there's no way to, you know, right. make it better or whatever. It's just that the, the, the appeal of Suspiria has nothing to do with its narrative. Right. It's just a weird. It, it, yeah. If thing, you want to make right? a witch movie or you want to make a, a, a psychological kind of mind trippy yeah. movie, just go out and do it, you know, like yeah. make up a you story. You don't need the Suspiria this name. Story, it's such a flat um, uh, plot. Like it's, yeah. it's so basic. A girl goes to a dance school. She experiences weird things and then it turns out that the school has these dark that's the first one that's that's the original suspiria i mean like you can synopsize everything in this movie in two sentences yeah that's how basic suspiria is from a narrative standpoint it's just viscerally overpowering and so 
vivid in every way, like from the, yeah. the sound and the visuals. So I just don't understand why anyone would try to compete it's like with re- that. It's like remaking a grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah. Like, what's to remake? <laughs> yeah, well, it's like remaking the most gourmet grilled cheese sandwich you could ever have. Yeah. Like if it, it, yeah. It's like, imagine that somebody made you the, the grilled cheese sandwich that has the, the most luscious, uh, yeah. best-tasting bread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the... the richest gooeyest cheese yeah, like yeah it's it's like the most basic structure perfect crunch yes on the top everything is there gooey and 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 warm on the in the middle and you and, and then buttery like, and yeah and you, you clamp down on that thing and you're just like you're in heaven euphoria and, and then, then someone's like uh, hey i made one too i can make a grilled cheese sandwich too i made a sandwich and it's called grilled cheese <laughs> okay Great. But I just ate this one. But this one has uh, this piece of bread. And tomatoes in it. And it's new. This bread is new. This is, the, mean, this is the latest quit bread. Quit criticizing <laughs> us. Just let us have our sandwich, okay? This is the latest bread. God, the internet is terrible. <laughs> and I, I don't want to like fall into that camp yeah. you know, and dismiss it. But I do look at this trailer and I'm like, well, all right, it's seems competently made but mm-hmm. so what <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah 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 there's just nothing compelling and i listened today to the first couple of songs from the soundtrack which is performed by tom york from uh, radiohead <laughs> i mean like it you gotta meet me halfway come on <laughs> i'm willing to cut you some yeah. slack but you can't like uh take me at that and then like stab me in the ear uh yeah. nothing against tom york but but, the way but i would well, stab but, him in but, the ear but, well, he's already got that eye issue. But what... <laughs> it seems like such an obvious choice. Yeah. Which maybe what they're going for. Yeah, I don't it could know. be. Yeah. The pedigree is the only thing that I think is interesting about is the guy that directed um, Call Me By Your Name mm. is making this one, but uh, the, which was the sequel to I'm Not Here. <laughs> I'm Not There. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Other what are what are some other uh, big witches? <laughs> you know, actually, actually, you know what I wanted to talk about was this is not necessarily you know any particular character, but I feel like there is a current trend of substituting the word um, witch for the word bitch. Oh, that is a lot a weird of collateral, especially phenomenon. you see it around this time of year in Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, you see a lot of mugs that say "witch, please." Mm-hmm. Basic witch face. <laughs> no resting, resting, witch. yeah, <laughs> resting witch face. Exactly. And I was thinking, this got me thinking. Okay, um, there's also a series of movies. There's three of them now. No, I'm not talking to Siri. There's a series of movies. Um, called Pitch Perfect. And they also kind of... Are those uh, a remake of Teen Witch? <laughs> <laughs> they could be. But they're, they're, they also utilize the, the rhyme of pitch and bitch. And, and so they, you know, let's do it pitches and all this stuff, okay? Uh, okay. So I'm thinking, let's do a Halloween-themed Pitch Perfect, pitch perfect. sequel. And we'll call it Witch Perfect. I absolutely love this. I'm... Completely on board. And all the songs will be, you know, like... Witch puns. E- evil woman, or they'll do... Uh, 
she put a spell on me, right? You know, like yes. they can all be these sort of witchy themed. This is genius. witchy woman. I mean, that's another one too. Yeah, right? yeah. And and I think it would do really well. And I'm not being ironic. I think it would do really, yeah, really no, well. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. If they released a Halloween themed sequel called Witch Perfect. <laughs> it could even be a Halloween Town uh, sequel. Uh, well, let's not. No. <laughs> that's Travis, those movies are bad. And I've never <laughs> seen them or seen anything about them, but I know they're bad. I mean, he hasn't come to their defense yet. That's so. right. He can't defend them. Yeah. Um, but I think that would be a lot of fun. And those movies are all about fun. I would like to see that. I haven't seen any of them, but I would watch that one. (laughs) (laughs) I think uh, witches tend to succeed or I guess maybe have the most widespread, uh, reception, uh, welcome reception when they are treated as, um, uh, kind of in a, um, a more lighthearted, um, campy way mm. than when they are treated as like a serious um, subject. It, can you think of a modern, or I guess not, doesn't have to be modern, but an instance where a witch has been represented in the evil way mm-hmm. and it felt sort of, and, and it had been truly scary or truly, mm-hmm. you know, uh, terrifying in, in, in some way. I'm, I'm trying to... Th- <laughs> I th- I just thought of thinner, <laughs> and that's not <laughs> that's that the doesn't opposite. yeah exactly yeah. very um, earnest and very bad yeah well I think the witch the movie from a couple of years ago oh see I uh, didn't see that oh, I still haven't seen that you it's know, fabulous because I'm scared it and it is scary it's very unnerving is it but s- it's what is the scare like what is the type of scare I think it's mostly atmospheric. I mean, yeah. there are a few little um, jolts there. Yeah. They're not even oh, like, I don't like jolts. it's not jump scares or anything. Yeah, it's, it's just, just the, like, oh. it's it's a very chilling Do you see something and it's premise. very unnerving? Yes. Oh, you see gosh. numerous things that are very unnerving. It, it, let, me, let me describe a little bit further what I mean. Mm-hmm. And I can give you a prime example of what I mean. The scene in The Shining. Yeah, the woman behind the shower curtain? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the hotel room with the guy and the guy and the dog or the oh, bear yeah. or whatever. He yeah. <laughs> Is he a bear? Is he a yeah, dog? Yeah. Or a the, pig. The argument goes on. Um, that scene, that is the ch- most chilling scene in that movie, in my opinion. Okay. And most unnerving. Cause it's so like the, the way it's shot and the way they look at camera and all this stuff. Yeah. The right, execution is freaky. Yeah. And um, the sudden nature, it's yeah. unexpected. Yeah. And it seems gone, out of fleeting. place. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would say there are at least two or three things oh. in The Witch that are akin to that, that are just, like, um, absurd in a sinister way. Yeah. Like, almost not right. even threatening, right. but just so yeah. off the wall. Presented to you. Yeah. And like just set in front of you. Yes. And the person walks away from it. It's like, Simply you deal with this. framed. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, oh. like, almost without any... Yeah. Um, discernible aesthetic or uh-huh. anything just like presented yeah, there. I don't yeah. like that. Yeah. That, that's why you need to watch the oh, witch because okay. it is the really witch. unnerving. Yeah. But I think that's, that's like the lone example I can think of of recent memory. I uh, was always very uh, scared by in 
Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, that witch. Oh, yeah, she was a creepy witch. I think she had a weird eye. Uh-huh. I think she had a weird finger. But you didn't see the eye until the end, right? Yeah. Uh, the end of her sequence. Right. Like, she was sort of shrouded or something. Oh, yeah. And then, like, she turned to reveal, like, yeah, just how hideous she was. Does she have, a, like, a stabby finger, or am I thinking of something else? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's some representation of a witch where her fingers... It's either very long nail or her finger's been replaced with a claw of some oh. kind. She's like scratching around in some chicken bones or something. Well, that that is kind of a trope of yeah. uh, witch, the the sort of uh, ugly, yeah. uh, very sharp and, and yeah, grotesque. She's got chicken bones. Fingers, shaking, yeah. They shake the bones and then let them fall where they may, and then they read the bones. Mm-hmm. Then there are like... Uh, there are sort of the the middle ground where you have something who's depicted as a uh, a threatening force, uh, a grotesque, yeah, classic witch who turns out just to be uh, a neighbor in a downstairs apartment, like in uh, Punky Brewster. <laughs> <laughs> Was that one episode? I think it might have been a two parter. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I think Punky accidentally, like, she was going to play a Halloween prank on this woman, and she got trapped in her apartment, and oh, then Punky. <laughs> That's my impression of uh, George Gaines. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Uncle Henry. Oh, punky. <laughs> That's also, really good. Uh, Commandant Lassar. Commandant Lassar. <laughs> Police Academy. A fine no role. one has had such a potent career as George Gaines. Oh, punky. That's not. <laughs> Thank you for saying that's good. It's not good. I think it's very good. You think it's the best because the only impression of him you've ever heard. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other... You know, I, I also think witches do really well in pop culture when they're um, sort of used as a vehicle of empowerment mm-hmm. for, for women, you know, because obviously classically has been used as a way to demonize women. Yeah. It's so nice um, to so it's nice flip to the script. Turn a that bit. around. Yeah. Um, and so you have characters like Willow in and and you know, I think that Willow thing and did now did you watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer? I watched the first few seasons of it, yeah. So she was sort of just becoming a witch when I She I don't know that she did much witching at all in the first two seasons. I forget my memory is not good. Yeah. No, I, I think that that's true. I don't remember when she kinda takes on that role, but there's I think it's it's somewhat um controversial in the Buffy fandom of like everyone starts to get powers or become supernatural in some way towards the later seasons. And it kind of feels like it's getting a little out of hand to a certain degree. There's actually a really great moment, I believe in season seven where Xander um, is talking with uh, Buffy's sister. I can't remember her name now. But she was she her sister was willed into existence, uh, literally by some you know demon or something, and then like retconned. She always had this sister, right? As far as they're all concerned, yeah. It's an interesting way to get a sister in there, yeah. But anyway, in season seven, all these slayers start appearing because there's something something wrong with the like mythology of it where. You know, oh, it's because I think it's because Buffy, Buffy dies, died, right? Right, yeah. but then she comes back, but yeah. then now you know Slayers. They're are trying appearing. to fill the yeah. slot, yeah. And so she sort of starts training all these Slayers, and her little sister isn't a Slayer, and it really is frustrating to her. 
And Xander like sort of sits her down and he's like, look, I've been spending, you know, the last seven years being the only one who, you know, Willow became Can't a do witch. Can't do anything. And, yeah. Know, this guy's a werewolf and, you know, I dated a demon and like, <laughs> I'm just a normal dude, <laughs> you know, and he, and it's, it's kind of a great scene and, and a great cap on the Xander character in a lot of ways. Um, and, 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 but, but I feel like Willow becoming a witch and then also kind of going nuts in one of the seasons where, cause her girlfriend is, is killed. Oh, and then yeah. she like flips out and kills one of the guys. There's like these three nerdy dudes who are the, the bad guys of that season. Spoilers, I guess for yeah. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> and she flays one of them. With her witchcraft, kind of the the break from the yeah the normal code of ethics in the Scooby Gang. That's right. Yeah, but she went evil, mm. evil, evil Willow. Mm. Was there a witch in Willow? Probably, but I don't remember. I don't know that I've ever seen Willow. I've seen it at least once. There must have been a witch. How could there not be? Yeah, I mean, it seems like a, a an obvious inclusion. One of my favorite witches is Mad Madam Mim from uh, the Disney movie um, Sword and Stone. Oh, yeah. And she and Merlin have a, you know, a sorcerer's battle or whatever. Yeah. She's pretty great. Um, He eventually defeats her by becoming a virus. They can, the the rule is they can, like, they're going to fight and, they can turn into animals as part of the fight, and he turns into a virus at the end and makes her sick. Pretty smart. Yeah, she's a dragon at the time. Is that where Jeff Goldblum got the idea in Independence Day? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Bring down the aliens? Yeah, and it's where... Uh, uh, I remember in The the Sword of the Stone, (laughs) the way that they got past the witch was to become a virus, and then... Yes. That reminds me uh, of the witch in Voltron. Oh, Hagar. Hagar. And let me tell you. What a you, great witch. Hagar is a great witch in, a, in her original arc incarnation. Fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely. Great screechy voice. And she's always, she must be getting a, you know money from the row beast like industry because she is constantly like. Churning those things out. Try another row beast. I know <laughs> that the last 50 we've thrown at Voltron have not stopped him. But this one is especially <laughs> talented. <laughs> That's a good. Hagar. Hagar. <laughs> Hagar, where's my row beast? <laughs> Father, you're an idiot. That's Lotor. <laughs> That's exactly, yeah. I don't think so, witch. That's Lotor talking to Hagar. You do, you do Hagar. <laughs> and she's presenting a, a new Robies. Actually, let me start. Yeah. Hagar, where's this beast you've told me so much about? King's Archon, you will be especially pleased with this Robies. I had better be. It will exceed all of your expectations. You stupid witch. <laughs> It'll fall before Voltron's sword just like the rest. Only I, Lotor, can defeat him. You have a lesson coming to you, young man. You may be royalty, but you have no governance over me, Lotor. Very good, very good. (laughs) Can I tell you about the current incarnation of Voltron? Oh, yeah. 
Is Hagar uh, represented in it? Yes. Can I spoil Excellent. it for you? Yes. Okay, spoilers. If, if you watch Voltron, don't listen to this. So it's, it's really great. Everything kind of starts in the same way or in the same place as the original Voltron. Hagar is this witch. Zarkon is this overlord. Um, and that's sort of, you know, those stock characters seem to be what they are. Mm-hmm. As the story unfolds, you learn that Hagar is actually the same race as Princess Allura. Okay. Which in this continuity of Voltron, they're they're called Altaeans, and their race is, is like gone. Okay. Um, Princess Allura and one other character went into like cryo chambers and woke up a thousand years later. And so there's none of them left. Okay. But then we learn that Hagar is one of them. But does she know that Hagar is? Yes. She okay. finds this out. Okay. We also learn that a thousand years ago, Hagar and Zarkon were a couple. Whoa. And had a son. Whoa. And that son. Is Lotor. Is Lotor. Nice. I mean, I think we kind of suspected that that might have been the dynamic in the original. original. Was it? It was never like overtly suggested, but. Maybe. That's. uh, I mean, if, if. it's it's a really cool and and where I am in the show at this point I don't know that Lotor knows it yet mm. I think Hagar so Hagar for, forgot basically like hmm. she sort of like um, she and Zarkon were both kind of uh, made crazy by this stuff called quintessence that kind of powers a lot of the technology in that world or in that universe. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so over the years she's become more and more crazy. And so is he, and kind of both of them forgot one, that they were ever an item two that they had a, or that, you know, she was Lotor's mother. Mm-hmm. And so that slowly becomes, she starts remembering things and that's interesting yeah, that they gave a, her so much yeah. dimension. Yeah. Huh. And, and Zarkon is, is kind of treated more, he, he's sort of like, somewhat one dimensional in that. Well, I shouldn't say that he, he is in this continuity. He starts off as kind of a good guy. He's one of the pilots of the lions and then goes crazy Mm. and becomes, you know, an uh, evil emperor type figure. And then it's kind of no longer an issue after a while. Like they Mm. kind of take care of him, And then the issue becomes like the fallout from removing him from power. Hagar still tromping around and Lotor is, it's suspect what Lotor wants out of things. Um, but yeah, she's a, she's a really, she was a great character in the original and even Mm -hmm. cooler in this new one. That sounds awesome. Space, Witch. space, Witch. not enough space, Witches. definitely not was captain EO. Was that a space, Witch? yes, it was, um, Angelica Houston's character. I feel like Nick would be upset if we didn't, Talk about Disney, Disney Park. Parks. Yeah. Witch. She was a great witch. Yeah, Angelica Houston. Yeah. Right. One of, an amazing design and her, um, she had the, oh, the she claws. Had, yeah, yeah. Claw, and, and it was a 3D film, so she'd... Reach those claws right out <laughs> into the audience, yeah. <laughs> it scared the life out of me. Oh, she was terrifying. When I was a kid, that's, that's like one of the only things I remember from watching Captain EO was that scene. Her hands coming out of you. And it scared the shit out of me. Yeah, she was uh, a, a very... Powerful presence, but saved by the power of dance, <laughs> as we all are. Yeah, yeah. Michael Jacks, <laughs> Michael Jackson, or Captain EO, dances her evil away. Yes, 
He's there to give you a gift. <laughs> a gift for me? <laughs> she basically was Hagar. I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Would you consider, speaking of space witches, would you consider the Borg Queen to be a witch? Because hmm. I always thought the Borg Queen was influenced by Angelica Houston's character from oh, Captain well, EO. I would absolutely say yes to that. Mm-hmm. Ripped off whole cloth. Yeah. Um, she doesn't really command any special powers, though, as the Borg Queen, does she? Um, well, she kind of is the only Borg, one of the only Borg who's kind of like self aware, like yeah. I, am, I am an individual yeah. type thing. That's true. And she can control all the other Borg, I think. Which is kind of like casting a spell. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And she sort of casts a spell on Data. She's like, look, That's true. you want to be real, I can make that happen for you. Yeah. But Data, you know. It's a classic witch bait and switch. Yeah, the classic witch bait and switch. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. Which is what you call your grilled cheese sandwich. That's right. That's a remake of Suspiria. Just, I already ate this sandwich. (laughs) It is like you just ate this great grilled cheese sandwich and someone's like, well, I made one too. Here's another sandwich. Okay, Okay. I don't want it. I am glad. I'm not. Uh, yeah. Please continue to make sandwiches. Absolutely. I don't mind. Don't ever stop. I'm not going to eat but, that yeah, one. Don't expect me to be real excited about your sandwich. I ate this one. I just ate this one, <laughs> and it was fantastic. <laughs> I'll eat another one. I'll eat this again. Yeah, yeah. If that guy makes this, if again. this shows up again, yeah, on my plate. But I don't really need to eat your sandwich because <laughs> I've eaten this one. And honestly, like, I, don't, I mean, your sandwich might be fine, but like, I know this one's really good. Yeah, so yeah. I might just eat this one. This did everything it needed to do. Yeah. And even if yours does everything that this did, I ate this one. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of a more perfect yeah. distillation for uh, witches yeah. that really <laughs> drives it home. Sandwich. Grilled cheese sandwich. Sandwich. I think what we what the biggest takeaway is that they need to make that witch perfect movie. Yeah. Uh, Creepers, if you have any other ideas yeah. uh, for uh, witch variations on popular culture, uh, phenomena, please let us know in yeah. the comments. You can also uh, drop us a line at the archive on Instagram, mm-hmm. on Twitter, mm-hmm. or on the Facebook. You can follow me on Instagram. And this month I'm doing hashtag Linktober. That's right. So if you want to see Ink drawings of Link from Legend of the Zelda. Legend of Zelda. <laughs> you should follow. What's my name on Go Pizza? Go Pizza Not. Yeah. On Instagram. And are you doing anything on Instagram? Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm on an Instagram hiatus You're... right now. Until I post something on Instagram, <laughs> then my hiatus is over. <laughs> but you can find me there and wait, wait yeah. for it to yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we will put links to all of those in the show What's notes. Your, what are you on Instagram? At John Dedekey. Okay, so you can follow us. Uh, and next week we'll be back with another episode. We'll be back with the wolves. Uh, yes, for another awesome spooky month episode. I think 
Next week will put us halfway through. Awesome, spooky. But let's hope we survive. Yeah. Let's hope we even make it the next yeah. week. And let's put this one in the archive. <laughs> I do. I'm holding my hands. <laughs> are out like Angelic Houston. Yeah. <laughs>